Hello everyone, my name is Kendall and welcome to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. And just like any book club, we'll only be spending half the time actually talking about books. In these episodes of this podcast, I will be sitting down with various guests to connect over who they are, their happiness, and lessons they've learned. I believe life is like a book. Each chapter is a piece of our development and growth with the good, the bad, and everything in between that ultimately makes up our story. Now, before we get started, I want to remind you that my guests and I will be sharing our own personal experiences and opinions throughout this episode and all future episodes. Let's get started. Are you yawning? I'm so tired. I can't believe you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new season of Unofficial Book Club. I'm your host, Kendall Gaber, and we're back for season two. And for the very first episode, I had to have a guest that was beautiful and brilliant and important to me. And so, (laughs) and so without further ado, my first guest for season two premiere is my sister, Morgan. Morgan, thank you for being here. Howdy. It's complete. Howdy. We have now we've now had the like complete Gaber girls. Like all three of us girls are now here. It's I Gabor, actually. Um we Gabor, literally, you know. <laughs> literally, I don't think anybody can agree on like how our last name is pronounced, except what it probably technically is pronounced in Hungary, which is where our like ancestry is from. But it's Gaber growing up. Everybody else says Gabor, and then I think the traditional like pronunciation is Gabor. So at this point, we go by all three. Yeah, but thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. Thanks for starting off this second season. And I just want to give you a shout out because Morgan is the genius and beautiful graphic artistic designer behind the cover art for this podcast, which I'm really thankful for. I gave her an idea and she ran with it despite us disagreeing on color combinations and came up with something beautiful. But Morgan also, during the creation of the cover art, added a little Easter egg in there for everybody. I think it was mainly it was mainly for me, but everybody can read it if they if they zoom in close enough and whatnot. But it is in the book on the cover it has a little message for me. And that was super cute and very Morgan like to do. It's very supposed to not be legible. So if you can't read it, that was the point. And you're well, not. I read it. It was very cute and very sweet. Well, yeah. <laughs> but before we get into the episode, I want to give a little bit about you. Other than the fact that you're my, you're the middle sister, my younger sister, you are probably one of the very few that can push my buttons in like just the right time so and moment to so easily to just send me over the edge into anger love messing with you because I would say out of the like three of us you and I are probably the most opposite in so many ways hundred and yet I think you're one of the funniest people and you bring me so much joy as much as you are a big pain in my ass and then you also are a very versatile human you played the drums growing up you trained your cat and your roommate's cats to do all these tricks that like who knew cats could do that 
I give you a lot of credit for that. Give, give the credit to Echo. She's a real winner there. She um that she picked true. him up. She can she's learning how to speak right now on Is command because she? she does she doesn't like to speak when I want her to. So, so we're oh, I needed I need to train Binks to do that because she doesn't make noise. Hi, Echo. Hey girl. So pretty. Hi, you ready? girl. You wanna make an appearance? Say something. Do you hear that? She said, rawr, rawr. <laughs> Oh, that was a ooh, ooh. down. That's a she's on top of my shoulders now. <laughs> okay. Hi, Echo. And then in high school, you went into a high school that had a culinary arts program and so you started doing that and all of us thought you were going into being a chef in some way shape or form you liked culinary arts and ultimately you ended up going down the path of geology which shocked the hell out of us and you're joining us from where you're actually getting your master's in planetary geology in London, Ontario, Canada. Woo, don't give away my address. <laughs> <laughs> so Morgan, can you give us a little background on how you came to go down the path that you've gone down in geology and planetary geology? Yeah, well, you know, um, yeah, <laughs> it was all gut instinct, I swear. I literally was, we were living in Germany. I had to like decide like I was finishing community college and it was ending and I was like cool gotta go to a four-year where am I gonna go let's go to George Mason I got friends and family around there and then it was like cool what are we gonna major in let's figure this out and I went down the list alphabetically and I stopped at astronomy and I was like that sounds pretty sick but there is so oh. much math so I was like you know what we're gonna move past astronomy because it's too much math and but then I was just gonna say astronomy I always, and it's why I didn't say it when I was introducing you. Astrology. Yeah. And yeah, I know. Like, if I make that mistake, I'm going to get eaten alive up here. I can't say astrology instead of astronomy, but also I love astrology. So. <laughs> I've actually gotten to several people within my program hooked on understanding themselves astrologically. Astro yeah, astrologically. astrologically. See, here I go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was going down the list alphabetically and I positive astronomy and then said that's too much math for me and then went down to geology and was like let me look at this one clicked it looked at it and I was like yeah yeah got that good feeling and that was it I did not keep reading the list I literally stopped at geology which is funny because we used to make fun of our little sister for collecting rocks we thought she was so ridiculous for that yeah but here Darren, I am Darren used to have this like rock, rock polisher yeah a polisher or whatever and she would like go in and polish these rocks I agree. I'm not a polished rock kind of girl. I am a crystal bitch. Mineralogy. <laughs> uh, planetary mineralogy is where I went. Yeah. So, you know, later I was like, what? I like took a planetary class and I was like, oh shit, duh. Like other planets are made of rocks too. So I can just do space rocks. Like that's a cool thing. And then I actually hate rocks. I don't like rocks that much, but I love minerals, which are what rocks are made of because minerals are so predictable. So that's why I like minerals and I study space minerals. I'm literally working on spinel and meteorites right now. That's what I'm studying. Can you explain what that is? Spinel's a it's a mineral. Um it's and you're looking at chart your, this is like what your master's program thesis is on. Yeah, do you want to hear the title? Sure. Of do my you have thesis? It? Sure. Yeah. 
It, my paper so far is tentatively called cation ordering in spinel, in parentheses MgAl204, that's the formula for spinel, by NMR to measure temperature in the Paris CM chondrite. NMR is nuclear magnetic resonance spectroscopy, and Paris is the sample that I got. It's the meteorite that was found in Paris, and it's a CM type chondrite which means it has chondrules and CAIs and CAIs are where the spinel is. So that's why I'm doing spinel. I could go into it, but I'm just going to leave you know it what? Totally get it. Yeah. Sure. This actually won't even be the first like researchy type thing that you did because you got to do two very cool things. I think in undergrad, you first started on a long research project and then that has expanded years, I believe. And then you also had like a end of year graduation thesis type thing for your degree. Can you tell us a little bit about both of those things? Yeah, it wasn't so much a thesis as it's so it's like a field camp. It's a necessary thing for geologists. We have to like go out and do like field work and like see what it's like to work in the field. And the one that my school offered was in they had two in Italy and how am I going to say no when it's the same price that I would cost me to go to another school's field camp. So I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll go to freaking Italy. And I chose the Dolomites, which are in the Italian Alps, because I didn't want to deal with the summer heat that was in lower Italy, the Tuscany field trip. Um, and it was so exhausting. I am not an athletic person and it took everything out of me to hike these Alps, but oh my God, was it just the most breathtaking time of my life. It was beautiful. One of my favorite things is the coolest freaking thing is that there's everyday thunderstorms in the summer. Every fucking day there's thunderstorms at around 3 p.m. And by the time that the lightning like cracks and you hear the thunder, it's bouncing off the mountains around you so that by the time that that thunder crack is done, another one's already hit. So for like an hour at a time, you're just surrounded by like noises, like all around you. It's so cool. Oh, that's very cool. That's just, I mean, that's just so cool that you get to actually go into the Alps and like be there and see all the things and look at them and drink Italian wine and just mm. live the wine, your best life. The cheeses. Mm-hmm. So much. And pop. then, you know, you know how it'd be. <laughs> yeah. And then you also did the garment was, work. Yeah. And this was during that time, right? Uh, well, no, I took a, a course with a professor and then it was only four of us. We were basically just gathering research on garnets that we could find online, try to like collect it to like make a giant garnet database. And then it wasn't done. Like we just needed more time. And so he kind of turned it into an internship and we got to work for about a month at Carnegie and then everything else was just kind of at home. And then the pandemic hit. So everything was kind of slower. And some of us were going to university for their masters. So we just like disbanded a little bit. And then we got back together. And it actually just got uh, submitted for editing. So it's like almost done. It's almost done. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's my birthstone as a Capricorn garnet. Yes. Garnet. Pyrope garnet specifically is yours. But I worked on all the garnets. But... Paragraph, it's the red one that you like recognize. Yeah. Now, before you actually went to Canada and left us all here in the United States, you had a job right out of college with the Smithsonian around the DC area looking at rocks. 
looking at rocks. Yeah, <laughs> I was um in charge of a collection of seafloor basalts. Well, they were mostly mm. seafloor basalts. It was uh, a giant collection, yes. just like seafloor rocks. Um, so if you ever go past like all the sandy beaches that you see, like going like, to the middle of the all ocean, the beaches come down. Yeah, go past all of them. Right, just find a beach, swim into the ocean. Yeah. And then wait until you're like in the middle of the entire ocean and then just swim down, you know, like a kilometer mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was organizing. No. Um, so, uh, so I was, uh, the Smithsonian was given this huge donation of basalt rocks. Um, and I was in charge of cataloging and categorizing them and putting them away and putting them into the database and doing all sorts of stuff like that organizational thing so it wasn't like as geologic as I guess I assumed I would have gotten that no I don't know what I was gonna get out of college I was just stumbling around and one of my professors was like you know I know somebody do you want like she's she's looking for people you should apply and I was like oh my god I will apply and I did and I got it so and I just finished that job just got the final payment so I'm finally done with that Woo! things are coming to a close that's super cool though I mean it would have been really cool if you worked like in a museum you know, but you worked at like a. I got basement. to go behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah, my boss worked at the Natural History Museum, and so every time that I would have to like go see her and like at the museum, I'd get to go behind the scenes, which is not as glamorous as you, you would think. It's just a a lot of filing cabinets no, everywhere. That's so cool. That's no, so cool though sick. to see all the like pieces behind the scenes that you don't know are there, or, like live your night in. The museum like moment I think that's cool. well that was more like where I worked because I worked at like mm-hmm. the off-site location where they keep all their like additional stuff that just doesn't fit in the museum mm-hmm. um and it was like creepy because like <laughs> it was each there were a bunch of pods and each pod was the size of a football field and then you can't see all the way down because the lights are all off so I'm just sitting with one little light overhead me like above me and it's just like creepy you're just listening to sounds and creeps and groans but then the aisle next to me was labeled eggs which means I assume they just had like eggs in the drawers but I didn't have access I would have snooped so hard if I had access but they did have a bunch of taxidermy animals and um skulls and elephant tusks and big uh you know museum stuff yeah um and it was cool because at the end I did get to have a, a little tour and I got to see the I got to see an Easter Island head. That's they told cool. me I could touch it, but I didn't, and I should have. But that was so cool. And an Olmec head, which was also super sick, and just a bunch of other cool things that, like, they just have. That's super just cool. chilling around. Yeah. It yeah. was cool. So I have to ask, are you liking your program right now? I know that you're not just doing your own for lack of a better word, thesis project and giant research project, but you're also a TA. How do you like that? I love being a TA. That's my favorite part. Ooh, next, falling into mineralogy again, which is my favorite, because I already said before, I love minerals. And mineralogy is like, it can be a pretty like daunting class because it's a pretty early one that the students have to take. So I love that they need my help because I want to help them. <sighs> no, I love being a TA. It's... I don't know. I feel like so weird. Like our mom is a teacher and our mom got a PhD and our mom did all these Mm -hmm. things that I somehow seem to find my way doing. And like her dad was a professor and in what physics, I 
thing. Yeah. Like we never, we, he passed away when we were very, very young. So we didn't like grow up meeting him, but I think he was also like a professor of physics, if I'm what not mistaken. He? My mother will oh, correct then. me after she listens to this, but <laughs> it like runs. Either way, in, he was a physicist. We know yeah. That. He was a physicist. So like it runs in the family that you have some sort of science and then teaching in some way. Yeah. Which is really funny because I never set out <laughs> to be like, mom but I somehow ended up being kind of like her but yeah no I love teaching it's my favorite part I haven't even really begun my research yet that's what the summers are for uh because I had to do courses and then TAing this mm-hmm. the next year is uh TAing and research so I'll let you yeah, know yeah I learned that the hard way too not only from you but one of my friends is an associate professor in DC and like she also I thought like I was like great so you have the entire summer off like what a life and then she was like no like that's when I do my research and I was like yeah (laughs) that's what my advisor my advisor was like yeah the summer is to get everything else done and I was Mm -hmm. like oh great so I'll be busy I'll be doing things (laughs) I'll be actually doing things which is sick I'm excited I'm so excited to start the work I'm not excited to write the paper I don't like writing papers but that's exciting That's really yeah. exciting. Yeah. Well, let's jump right into the topic of at hand, the first topic of this podcast, which is happiness. Morgan, how do you define happiness? I think happiness is specific to everybody else. I don't think there's like a definition. I think definition is like, I just feel it. If I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. You know what I mean? Like I know what happiness is and I try to find happiness in small things. I bought apple juice today happiness <laughs> I had me and my roommate were tallying up our groceries today and we made little ice cream bowls and we bought like whipped cream and sprinkles and all the stuff for that happiness um I think I mean happiness is like just it's so silly I don't know it's such a funny it's hard to define it apart from just being like yeah happiness is when I'm happy I like to I like to you know I've got ADHD so I really don't like doing things that I don't like doing I can't do the things I don't like doing so I only do things that make me happy and I think I'm a pretty happy person because I just don't do the things that I gotta do so what are some of the things beyond the apple juice and the ice cream that make you happy whether it's these moments that my you child speak about oh of course my baby my blecko my little echo I just look at her and just love her so much I don't even know what she is right now but it doesn't matter because I still love her um yeah I mean, I've got like a lot of moments in my life that I would consider like happiest moments. You know, when you're feeling down and you're like, you know what, Ugh, life is difficult. And you think back to the happy moments, you just feel like reinvigorated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got some of those. You want to hear yeah. one? Yeah. So one time, I think it was Halloween a couple years ago in New York. It was like the year before the pandemic. So it must have been like, uh, so maybe it was 2018. It must have been 2018. Uh, 2018. Halloween in New York we we went out to a bar and we were like it just wasn't ending well two of us went home early and so we were like all right let's just head out and then Aaron and then our friend <laughs> was like she was like wait I think that's 50 cents so she said we turned back so we could go and stay in the club so we could find 50 cent it was not 50 cent so we we're like whatever dejected we were going home we were all tired so we we're leaving and we were going up down to the subway I just want to pause and say for the listeners, Morgan is discussing her core group of like very close friends and two of them have been guests on this podcast, Cassiel and Jamila, and hopefully the rest of them will be as well. But I just, just for reference. 
Yeah, so one of them thought she saw 50 Cent. Anyways, we go down to the subway. By the time we get to the bottom of the stairs, this guy was playing music. And he started playing Sweet Caroline. And out of, like, just, like, there's probably 50 people in this subway station. Nobody's really interacting with other groups. But, like, the second that the lyrics begin, everybody starts jumping and dancing and singing and we all just like pile into the middle and everybody's just smiling and bouncing around drunk it was amazing it was just one of those like almost like movie moments kind of and mm-hmm. I just think like how fun I love being spontaneous and yet I'm the most homebody there is so it's such mm-hmm. a so backwards yeah and I I do this and I don't know if you do this but like in certain moments like that I I notice when it's something that I wish I could like capture and hold on to like I feel it where I'm like oh this is a moment that I want to remember and I almost have like a digital camera in my head where I'm just like taking the snapshots or the video looking around of the moment and like holding on to it and hoping that future Kendall remembers it because present Kendall saved it for her yeah I do that too those are beautiful moments yeah I know I have so, other happy moments, but trying to bring them to mind is always so hard. I've got such a crap memory. When other people tell me, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a good memory. That was a good time. <laughs> Do you ever have, like, a smell or, like, a deja vu or something hits and, like, a moment comes back to your head and it's, like, a happy you... moment? Like, I have that of of travel moments where, like, I smell a smell and I'm like, oh, I remember when I was traveling and, like, I was in this moment and it's because of the smell or something like that. You already know that my scent memory is phenomenal. Mom said I used to wake up and be like, I'd go outside and be like, it smells like it's going to be a good day. Do I know what that meant? No, but I was a kid. I just. Uh, yeah. The they first smell right before the season changes, like the smell of like the first fall day or when it's about to rain or the crisp air when it's like a like about to snow or it's a snowy day like or the first sunshine of the year when the seasons have changed from winter to spring oh let's go back to that snowy day because I have not smelled that in years but I smelt it this year because lord knows it snows so much here in Canada it's actually snowed yesterday it literally snowed yesterday and we are well into April um but yeah, God, I smelled that smell. And I was just taking out the trash, but I just stood outside for at least 20 minutes so I could keep smelling that smell. That, mm, that like smell. middle of the night, like wintry smell. Oh, phenomenal. Yep. yep. So how do you actively bring joy into your life? Like you said you're a happy person. You're A, oppositional and ADHD cause you to not do things that you don't want to do. How do you go about continuing to bring that joy in your life well you know I didn't used to I used to do whatever everybody else was doing and then I was like Morgan you're miserable stop doing that <laughs> and I was like you know what I need to just I don't know I think I like woke up one day it was I don't know sophomore year of college where I just woke up and was like ew why am I doing things I don't want to do like that's so lame of me I'm just disappointing myself like you're not being you when you're out there not doing what you want to do so I was like fuck this I'm gonna stay home I'm gonna sleep more but yep I don't know as long as it's like a feasible thing I'll do it like I have to do my taxes so I will (laughs) do them but (laughs) that doesn't mean that I have to like get on it you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I'm gonna have as much fun as I can while still 
within reason of the responsibilities I have to do in life. Okay. I mean, that's a good enough answer. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's weird. It's literally just decisions. I just have to make yeah. decisions that make me happy. And that's what I do. Yeah. I, I, I don't make a lot of decisions off emotion unless it's happiness. Hmm. If I'm sad, I'm just like, no, I'm just not going to be sad. <laughs> yeah. And so is there something that happened to you that didn't go the way you expected, but ultimately the outcome was good? Um, like my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't plan anything. I plan vacations. I plan like events, but I don't plan my life. And I, I'd say I'm doing pretty well. I am surprised at how like I'm, I just literally wake up and I'm like, all right, tomorrow's tomorrow. Let's do today. For the listeners, I want you to know that I was the child growing up that busted my ass to get a C in certain classes. And Morgan woke up and like vomited an A. Like, I don't. <laughs> I also you, put you myself in what? situations and get out of them. That's true. You, you, what's the situation, that situation where you. There's You're going to ask about the courses, aren't you? I was just going to say yeah, that one situation where you like took a whole college course in like two weeks or something online. Yeah. So not even one week. Um, the, it was this IT course and my book got sent to a whole different country because I was living in Germany and it just didn't get sent in time. And my professor changed all my assignments to be due like the day of the final. So I was like, okay, sick. I don't got to do this shit till later. I don't have any deadlines right now. <laughs> Those weren't real deadlines. They were still like several weeks away. And so of course the final week happens and I'm like, oh shoot, now I have every assignment and four exams to do in one week. And then I did, and I got a B plus. And then I didn't learn my lesson because I did it again for my geology class the next semester. I did it's the a- entire course in one week. <laughs> It's a good thing. Oh, along with the other classes and the other finals I had from other classes. I'm telling you, a good thing that you're smart. Yes. Yeah. But No, but honestly, I'm not going to lie. I thrive in those situations. You should have read my volcanology paper I wrote for cryovolcanology on a, like, last week. I, when I, I handed it in with five minutes to spare, of course. And as I was reading through, I literally had no memory of what I had written, but I sounded so fancy. I sounded like I knew what the fuck I was talking about because I kind of did. That like makes my stomach turn. Like the idea. I know. You need to not worry about me. Look (laughs) at me. I did things. I'm in another country right now. Right? Success. No, you did. No worries. Don't worry about me. When do you feel the most like yourself? When I buy something, like an item of clothing, I guess, and I just like look the way I want to look, that's when I feel like me. I'm like, oh, at least that that's- means that the outside me is reflecting the inside me. And I love when those moments happen because they don't happen a lot. I really just like don't know. I feel disconnected from myself a lot. So it's really nice when I don't. And I'm like, cool. This The me that people see is the me that I'm seeing right now because they that's are nice. not the same person. That's nice. I have a different personality for literally everybody I hang out with. The way I hang out with you is different than the way I hang out with Cassiel, which is different than the way I hang out with Jamila. Like, I'm just, I feel like I'm a little bit different for every person I'm with. And you say that, but the three of us will talk about you and you're the same person to us. So I don't know what you're hiding from, um, or you, you think, think you are, I'm, but you're the same. You think I'm Nick from New Girl, and my closest friends think I'm Schmidt from New Girl. Those are very, very different people. I think the moment that I'm the most 
me is when I'm alone. I feel like that's like, obviously, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are, you know, themselves, but I talk to myself a lot. I sing, I dance around, talk to Echo a lot. I am just, I guess I'm the most carefree me, the less like aware of like what I'm doing. Cause I don't need to like not be acting weird around people. I don't need to like think about what I'm saying. Cause I'm just talking to myself. Yeah. That's when I'm most me. That transitions nicely into this next area, which is what lessons have been the most impactful in your life, whether or not you learned them the first time around. Mm. I think just the general lesson of not caring what other people think or just, oh my God, you know what? Ugh, not trying to achieve the most all the time. Oh, it's so exhausting. Trying to just constantly be like, great. I had a friend who commented how she was like oh like it's so crazy that you spend all your weekends like going out with friends I was like yeah if I'm like spending my weekends studying so I can get the best grade ever then I'm just making myself miserable like I'm gonna enjoy my life and I'm gonna have fun doing it and just trying to constantly or just trying to like oh like this like grind mindset that people have I'm like oh exhausting it's exhausting live your life man I think there has to be some sort of balance, right? Like, I like that. I think oh, that's yeah. very true and very valid. Like, you don't have like to do the most. Hard. Yeah. If you love what you do, go for it. Yeah, no, with, like, TAing, I I do the most. I absolutely do the most. I know. I it's even... so funny because you'll say, you'll say this right now, but I know that you will stay in your office hours for four hours with one student if they need that help. So that's so funny exactly. that you say that. Literally, because you love it. My advisor was like, Morgan, you have enough hours. And I was like, oh, right. There's a union here. So I should definitely be counting my hours <laughs> that I'm not like working more than I need to. But honestly, it really is that stupid cliche. It's not stupid, but that cliche of like, love what you do. You're never working. Like it's work, but I love it. And I really enjoy it. And I don't really, weekends don't exist for me here as much because I do have like all the grading to do over the weekend and stuff. So but I think oh, that's my. the difference, right? Like you are putting the energy into the thing that you love. So right now, like you love being a TA. That's the part of your job that you love. And so you're putting all your energy into that. Yeah. I've exactly. put a lot of energy that's... into the things that I love. Yeah. Like, I mean, I will put all my effort into being the best TA that I could be for my advisor, for the students. But then if it's like, Morgan, there's an assignment. Whatever, <laughs> that's, you know? that's where you draw the line no I'll do the assignment you know but I'm not gonna like fight myself all night to get to get it um but yeah I always wanted to be somebody who was like I don't know I guess when I realized I was probably going down the scientific path I was like how cool I should be like I want to be in a textbook one day I want to like invent this thing or like discover this new thing or like be like so like smart on this one topic yeah. and then I just realized that notoriety is not like notoriety takes so much and like what's the benefit that people know me I don't want people to know me don't know me I'm unknowable like well thank you for being on this podcast where people know you no I know but I also want people to know me so bad I love (laughs) knowing what other people think about me I love to ask people what the impressions I make on them you're a walking contradiction yeah I know literally you want to talk about astrology yes astrology I've got a Taurus sun which is the the part of me that wants to do nothing and stay home and do whatever I want to do all day and then I've got Sagittarius rising who gets so itchy from staying in one place for too long Taurus wants to build roots and have a permanent garden but the Sagittarius is like no forget those tomato plants Morgan we gotta get out of here 
And then the Taurus is sad that uh, that I can't bring my tomato plants with me everywhere. <laughs> but you know what? The sad took me to Canada, and now I'm living. So tis what it is. Morgan, do you believe in regret? Yeah. I mean, I regret things. There's always things that I'm just like, ooh, do you remember that one time I was so mean to that random girl in the bookstore because I thought it was you? I regret that. I feel so bad. This girl probably has me on her shit list and, like, <laughs> she doesn't know who I am. I thought it was you. Ugh. I was at the bookstore and we were looking at these little objects. At least I thought I was with you. And I had this, like, pig that lit up when you, like, clicked it. And so I clicked it, and then next to me, you were like, oh, I love those things. And I said, who cares? <laughs> and I looked over, and it, it was like, not you. So I just got up and walked away, and I found you. And I was like, Kendall, I was so mean to this girl because I thought it was you. Can you please go apologize for me? I feel so bad. And you were like, yeah, 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 of course. And then, like, later, we were checking out, and I was like, did you apologize to her? And you were like, yeah, I did. Don't worry. And I was like, oh, thank God. Like, I just felt so, so, so bad. Um, I was probably, like, 12. and then. Like years, years later, I was like, oh my God, can I remember when that happened? And you were like, no, what are you talking about? And I was like, you said you apologized for me. And you, you were like, no, I didn't. I literally didn't do anything. So to be honest, this girl I don't still think I apologize me. for you. No, I don't I, think you did either. Yeah, that didn't sound like yeah. you. Ugh. I also don't like talking to people in public. So like, I highly <laughs> doubt young me went up to a random stranger and like talked to them. So I'm so sorry, but I lied to you to make you feel better. Yeah, well, girl. <laughs> you're out there and you you thought that pig light up keychain was cool and I said something mean to you I'm so sorry my sister sucks I thought it was her (laughs) I'm so sorry I regret that I do that was mean but then like big regrets in life no I think every choice you make just kind of makes you who you are now and not that I like love myself as much as I wish I did but like I wouldn't change me either. God, that'd be so confusing. You know what? You just got to move on. You just got to move on. No, I think it just takes too much energy, man. I don't want to sit at night and think about like all the shit that I wish I did or didn't do. I'm just going to move on from it. Yeah, no, that's valid. I I like that. I think that, I don't know. I think regret is a hard thing to have an opinion about because I feel like I have regrets, but I don't want to because I know that I grow from things. So finding that balance of accepting that it happened, that you can't change it while also working through what you would have done, because I'm the person that walks out of a situation and plays it back in my head, all the different ways I could have done it differently and better. And I'm disappointed that I didn't. And so it's a very weird thing. But I, I do, do that, believe- but I don't think that's to the point of regret to me. It's just more like spiraling or not spiraling. <laughs> you're just like. That was aggressive. Just more where you're just like, oh my God, why did I say that? But I don't regret it. It's just more like, I'm such a fool and now I'm going to have to deal with the consequences of like seeing this person again. But it's never like, God, I wish that that didn't happen. It's more like, oh, I have to deal with this. Do you believe everything happens for a reason? I don't think there is. I think that would almost like require some predestined outcome. And I think Mm -hmm. the world is way too messy for that to like, be a reason like if there's a reason for things then why the hell are all these bad things happening you know so I really I don't believe there's a reason I I feel like life is just going the way it's going and I believe in like a you know like the positive nihilism like instead of like oh it's all ending like or the world sucks what's the point it's more like the world sucks man 
<laughs> there's no point. So I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. I'm just going to yeah. live my life because who even cares? What, what is real? What is real? Who cares? Just live your life, man. So what does a good life look like to you? You mean like at the end? Yeah. At the end of your life, you look back on it. How do you know that you had a good life? What does a good life look like? That I was happy more than anything that I look back and I don't have any regrets that I just am satisfied. I know that satisfaction isn't like, you know, like satisfaction isn't something that people want to strive for. It's more like you strive for like the most happiness, but even just being satisfied would be nice. I think if I look back on my life and can just spend so much time going through happy memories, Mm -hmm. memory petting, hopefully I have a good memory when I'm older and when I know I was living a good life like that and so what are you pursuing in this chapter of your life right now other than your thesis research you know like not like have meltdowns all the time no I'm (laughs) kidding um haven't had a meltdown in a while that's pretty cool beans um yeah I don't know just like I mean apart from school that's all that is in my mind if you mean like introspectively I'm always trying to self that I should go to therapy so that somebody else can do it for me. But it sounds like I actually have to do the work, which sucks. Yeah, <laughs> that's what therapy is. They set you up. Yeah, they're really, like, they you give you own. the platform to do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, there's growing pains that come with that, too. Then when you, like, step out of it or out of, like, a session or something and you see the world a little bit differently, you see a situation a little bit differently and you're like, hmm, it's a growing pain, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I guess my answer would just be then introspection I'm always trying to figure myself out why do I do the things I do how can I make this better how can I work all of us myself? are trying to figure out why you do the things you do okay all right <laughs> <laughs> no I like to keep a little mystery maybe I should just not <laughs> solve these problems keep you on your toes believe me you do <laughs> good and now for my final and favorite question to ask what would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail? Go to the moon. That's I feel like the biggest her. fear is death, you know? So, yeah. So if I couldn't die, oh my God, what would I do? I'd, I'd probably do some like crazy, crazy dumb shit. Like, <laughs> like crazy, like jump off a building because I knew that I'd survive. Is that what you mean? Or do you mean like? Yeah. Yeah. And yes, like, technically. I don't know. What oh, I fly a plane. Plus- oh, I've always wanted to fly a plane. I feel like I'd be so okay. good. At it. I genuinely think I'd be so good at it. I just would need to get a pilot's license. But it's okay. I don't need one because I'm not going to fail. I just walk in and I say, hey, let me do that. And they say, yeah, all yours. They call me Amelia Earhart. I mean, yeah, I, well, I don't know if that's. It's fine because I'm not going like, to fail. Like yeah, yeah. I, I can't fail, remember? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, so, Amelia. I didn't mean to disrespect <laughs> you like that. <laughs> but you would fly a plane. I see that. Oh, that'd be so fun. Yeah. I guess maybe that's next on your list after you get your master's. You'll get your pilot's license. Yeah. I mean, I could do that in my free time. You just got to have the money. That's the, that's the real like, issue. I'm going to start a GoFundMe, guys. Please. No. Um, Don't fund her ass. Please don't put pay her for play. my flight lesson. Don't. Let me I'll tell fly you, you places. This I is a win-win. You. I love you so much. I'm not. You would never get in a plane. You. I... you know what? Fine. Goodbye. Free trips to wherever the hell you want to go. Sorry. 
I get to figure out what's in the Bermuda Triangle, not you. That's see, that's exactly why I'm not getting in a plane with you. I can't fail I though. It. No, I can't fail. Flying. I guess that's technically true because I was like, you're not flying to Maui. Like you're gonna fly to the Bermuda Triangle, and then that's where it ends for us. But I guess if you can't fail, you'll figure out what's. Hop on, Bermuda. Just triangle. grab on. Hold tight. Well, you know what? I can't fail. Doesn't mean you can't. So yeah, maybe don't show up. <laughs> uh, Morgan, thank you so much for being here. You're a delight most yeah. of the time. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being the season finale. And don't worry, everyone. She's coming back for a Wait, I'm the season episode. finale? I thought Sorry. it was the <laughs> season premiere. Woo! Woo! It's been a long season, guys. It's been like an entire 45 minutes. I don't know how you guys waited this long. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you so much. Her next episode will be out soon. Morgan, sign anyway. out. Do my Thank go from me, please. Thank you, Morgan, for being here for the season two premiere. I'm very grateful for you and sharing and being vulnerable and sharing just about yourself. And don't worry, everybody, because she will be back for a book club episode later this week. Thank you, Morgan. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts and follow me on Instagram at unofficialbookclubpod. Please don't forget to rate and share with all of your friends. Until next time.